0: Welcome to this episode of Digging Deeper. In this podcast, we talk with Mike Vandell, Regional Sales Manager for Maxim Tire North America, about what contractors should consider when selecting tires to withstand the weather conditions and extremes of the season. We will discuss seasonal tire maintenance, the importance of tire pressure, and ensuring that tires are healthy before use and as seasons change. Now let's get started. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you so much for having Maxim Tire. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Fantastic. Well, we are ready to get started with the first question, weather extremes and tire maintenance. So can one tire type handle all seasons
1: and extremes? So the really short answer to that question is no. And that's a terrible answer. It truly is. When you're talking about weather, and you're talking about tires, and you're talking about extremes, everything is going to come down to a compromise. So the first thing we've got to start with is, where are you geographically? And what are you doing? There's a big difference between working in Arizona, and working in Sydney, Montana. So As you look at those geographic locations, what the machine is doing, what the operation entails, you can start narrowing it down to a tire choice for that machine and that application in that geography for what it's doing. When you look at, as a prime example, let's take Montana. So if you're running a a skid steer, in Montana and you're primarily doing landscape work, you're going to be doing that work from about April through a little bit into October before the snow start flying. Then like a lot of businesses, they're going to switch and start removing snow from parking lots. So that system that you're using for landscaping may not be the best system for removing snow at parking lots. So we've got to take the whole operation into consideration and do the best compromise we can on tires to make sure that entire operation is available to work and has as much time as as uptime as possible. Got
0: you. So when you're talking about tires, is there a time where a tire might not be the solution?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Or the type of tire may not be the best solution. So looking at A telehandler, for example, those are the machines that have the long-reaching forks. If you put that into a construction situation, a solid tire may be the best application or the best solution for that particular unit. Or when you're looking at soft soils, a pneumatic tire. Other things you have to look at, especially during landscaping, is compaction issues. So these machines are big and heavy. And once in a while, a track may be the best solution. But we have to deal with what we've got on the machine. So if we've got a tire machine, we can't simply switch it to tracks and vice versa. So again, we're looking at that compromise between what we're doing, what we're hauling, what speed we're trying to travel at, what season it's going to be in, and what we're trying to accomplish.
0: Great. So is one season or time frame more impactful on tire health?
1: Absolutely. When that machine comes back from repair, comes out of storage, that's the time when things tend to go wrong. Every mechanic is wonderful. They go through grease zerks, they go through oil, they go through fluids, they go through spark plugs, they go through glow plugs, they make sure that entire machine's running, and a lot of times they forget about the tires. So they start pulling it out, they'll do a little bit of work with it, and all of a sudden it's, oh no, I've got a flat. Oh no, it came off the rim. Oh no, my tire's ruined. So when that machine comes back from, from a mechanic, when it comes back from basic service, that's the time to sit back everything's nice and cool. Check your air pressures. Check the valve stem. Check the core inside the valve and especially check that valve cap. The valve cap is what's keep everything in. The core is there to hold the stem. The stem is there to let air into the tire and let air out of the tire and the cap is what keeps air into the tire. So while you're checking those things, especially coming back, go spend the 99 cents Put water and a little bit of dish soap into a bottle, spray that valve stem, spray that uh, core, spray that cap, and make sure that none of those things are bubbling up. If something's bubbling, stop, figure it out, tighten it up, or get it repaired. Call that tech when it's sitting in the yard as opposed to when it's sitting in the quarry. It's a lot less hassle when it's sitting by the shop to do a repair than it is down in a quarry.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Something I had not thought about. So uh, we are in the middle of winter. What winter hazards affect tire health?
1: So again, the biggest thing is going to be temperature. If you haven't checked your air pressure since October when it was 40, 50, 60 degrees, And now you're in February, where sometimes it can go below zero, right? So that can be a 60, 70 degree change in air temperature. So for every 9 to 10 degrees Fahrenheit, you're going to lose one PSI of air pressure in your tires. This is your car included, guys, in your pickup. So when you check that, and it goes from 80 to 70, and you've got a big loader and you're carrying a load, you've got an issue. So make absolutely sure that in the morning it's nice and cool, in some areas cold, check your air inflation pressure. Set it when it's cold, not when it's hot. Always when it's cold. Once it's set there, everything else for the day is good. Takes you about five minutes to do. Off you go, wintertime's ready. The other thing you have in wintertime time that you don't have in a lot of seasons, is unforeseen obstacles, especially in the northern states. We've got snow. We've got what we called in South Dakota snurt, which is a mixture of snow and dirt. And sometimes you can't see what you're moving. So you have metal out there. If you're, if you're doing something in a parking lot, you're going to have curbs. You're going to have parking stops. Sometimes you're going to have metal signage out there. So be a little bit extra careful when you're running through things and look at what you're trying to scoop. Look at what you're trying to move. If you think something wrong, come out of that machine. Take the five minutes, look at what's there, remove the obstacle or move away from the obstacle and keep everything nice and clean.
0: So one thing that I've heard that sounds really weird to me is spinning on ice and snow can cause heat. What happens with tires in that situation?
1: So anytime you are spinning a tire, you're increasing the amount of friction on that tire. And believe it or not, snow is very coarse. So as you're spinning, you're just building up heat. Heat is the enemy of all tires whether it be a tire properly inflated, a tire not properly inflated, a pneumatic tire, a radial tire, a bias tire, a solid tire, heats the enemy. We don't want to build up heat. As you build up heat, you start breaking down the rubber in the tire. If you break down the rubber in the tire, you start getting to the casing, you start getting to the getting through the tread, And getting to the protection belts. And all of that is going to add to fatigue on the tire. So, one of the classic things that I learned many, many years ago was even on a semi, even in a car, spinning those tires, you can actually build up enough heat to allow a catastrophic failure in that tire. And all that means is it blew up. You built up enough heat, didn't have enough air pressure, and the tire popped. Then you're in a real situation. Now we've got a down machine which is now the cost of a tech coming out, now the cost of a new tire, now the cost for the labor and the service to get it changed, and downtime. The best thing we can do is keep from spinning. If we're spinning, it's time to look at something different, whether it be chains on the tires, whether it be new tires with a different tread pattern, and that tread pattern should be one that's built for snow and ice.
0: Fantastic. So... Point to remember is no spinning and I know a new word, snort so, <laughs> so our next question is what can end users do to help minimize these winter hazards effects and extend their tire's life?
1: So the very first thing is before we go into winter, let's look at that tire. Let's look at the rim. Let's look at all the components. So pull your machine out. Let's start with that valve stem. Is everything tight? Is everything doing what it's supposed to do and we don't have a slow leak? If we have a slow leak, let's get it fixed. From there, move from the valve stem out to the rim. Start looking at the tire all the way around the rim. There's what we call a beauty line on most tires. And if you follow that, it should be equidistant from the rim to that beauty line all the way around the tire. If that is equidistant, means the tire is mounted correctly. The bead hasn't folded under or come over the rim. From there, move up the sidewall to the shoulder of the tire where the tread begins. Look for cracks. Look for any damage. Look for anything unusual on that sidewall. If you see something, you don't know what it is, call the technician. It's better to pay the technician to come out and go, nope that's normal. Don't worry about it. You can run that tire or to have that technician say, hey, we've got a problem. Let's switch out tires to make sure that you have as much uptime during the winter months as possible. From there, go to the tread. Pull out the data page. If you don't have the data page for that tire from the manufacturer, get online. Google the tire, the tire size, the description of the tire. Get that data page Figure out how much tread was on that tire when it was new. If you are getting down there at 10%, 15% tread from a new tire, you may want to look at changing those tires out to get you all the way through winter months. It's just like driving a car in the mountains in Colorado. If you don't have enough tread on it, you're going to start spinning. And we just talked about how spinning builds up heat and heat is the enemy of all tires. So make sure you've got that. As long as that's running strong, you're in good shape. If you don't, then get the tech out, have them give their professional opinion.
0: And you've mentioned pressure a few times. Are there specific tire pressure ranges recommended for off-road tires in lower temperatures?
1: So it's really not a specific tire pressure what it needs to be is pressure set on the load being carried and the travel speed you are carrying that load so if we look at a front end loader when you put material in the bucket the weight of that material gets transferred to the front axle we want to set the pressure of that front axle for when the bucket is full We want to set the pressure of those tires for the maximum speed we're going to travel with that bucket full. That keeps that tire inflated for the right application. As we move to the back of that loader, we need to have that axle weighed when the bucket is empty because that weight shifts to the back. So we want to set those rear tires at a pressure with the bucket not full. Usually on a front-end loader, you're going to see a difference somewhere 10, 15, maybe even 20% depending on the loader and depending on the bucket size, what we're loading, how we're going to travel. So the slower we go, the less air pressure we can maintain in the tires because we're not building up heat. The faster we go, the more pressure we need in the tires because we're building up heat. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So the next question is the the pressure for the load and the speed. Um, where is the best place for owners and operators to find that? Um, maybe it's the spec sheet. And how's, what's the best way for them to correct and make sure the air pressure is correct for the load?
1: So... The first question was, how do we find the information? That information is publicly available on the web. You can go to MaximTire.com and find some of those tables. You can call our customer service line and talk to our technical representatives, and they'll be happy to help you get through those pressure recommendations. Every company's got The same basic thing to get, but go to that company because tires are different and inflation pressure and tables are different per company. So make sure you're going to the right company that made that tire. Okay. When you're talking about how to make the correction, the correction is setting them right the first time, but setting the pressure for the right weight. So you're going to have to weigh the machine. That can be difficult. If you don't have scales, call your tech. Your local tech may have a set of truck scales or a set of scales that they can weigh it real quick. takes about five minutes. If you're in a quarry or you're on a site that has a scale, fill up the bucket, weigh the front axle. Empty the bucket, then weigh the back axle. Once you have that, you're going to have your load per tire. Call the manufacturer again. Here's my weight on my front axle for this machine. Here's my weight on the back axle for this machine. What should my inflation pressures be? The other place you want to look is your owner's operator manual. So get into that. Look through your table of contents. Generally, there's going to be a reference of tire size and recommended inflation pressure from the manufacturer of that machine for that particular tire that's on the machine. If you've made changes, you're going to have to go back and weigh it. If you put a bigger bucket on, you're going to have to go back and weigh it. If you've added more weight to the rear of the machine, you're going to have to go back and weigh it. But if it's just the standard machine, look at the operator's manual and start there.
0: Wonderful. So you've got your pressure correct for your weight and the speed you're going to drive. What's the best way to maintain that if you're going to be doing the same load and speed a number of times?
1: In that case, you're going to go ahead and check your inflation pressure's When you're filling the machine with fuel in the morning before you start work, you're outside anyway, you've got to check your grease, you've got to check your fluid levels, you're going to put your lunchbox up in the cab, grab an air pressure gauge, check the pressures. If anything's off, just stop for a second, try and figure out what made that pressure go down. Put the pressure at the right PSI, or if you're in Europe, the right bar, and Go to work. It's, uh, it, it's five minutes out of your day and can save you thousands of dollars in downtime.
0: Time well spent, for sure. So let's start talking about uh, summer. What are some summer hazards for tires?
1: So summer hazards are going to be much the same as winter hazard. There's unforeseen obstacles. The biggest summer hazard that's going to be out there, and in the northern states in the springtime, it's just going to be water. Water hides sharp objects. And if you were to take a standard kitchen knife and walk up to a loader tire that's completely dry and grab a mallet, put it on the tread and start hitting that knife, you'd have a really hard time putting that knife into the tread. You take a normal spray bottle and you spray water on that tire and you start hitting that knife, it goes in real easy. So, water's a big factor when it comes to summertime. And how that tire is going to react to different obstacles. If you've got a piece of metal sitting unforeseen at a puddle, you've got a greater chance of cutting that tire. Once you cut the tire, it's not going to heal. It's not alive. It doesn't have the ability to repair itself. It, you're going to have a cut tire. So try not to drive through puddles. Try not to drive through any any water Moving whatsoever. If you're working on a job site and there's a puddle, try and get the water out of it. Figure out a way to not keep water on your job site. That's the best thing you can do in the summertime to keep your tires running all year long.
0: So, you may have mentioned some of these in your previous answer, but what steps can end users take to minimize these summer hazards on
1: the tire's life? First of all, Make sure there's no water on your job site. If there is, try and remove it or avoid it. One of the things that my college supervisor used to tell me was slow down. You're going to get there a lot faster. So yeah, the machine can go 10, 12, 25 miles an hour. But when you're going that speed, you don't have time to react to an obstacle. Slow down a little bit. Make sure you know where you're driving what you're driving through what you're driving over and what you're carrying a lot of tire damage happens with a full bucket going very fast and all of a sudden a rock or a boulder or something comes out of the bucket operator drives over it then we've got a problem the slower he goes the more stable the load the more stable the load the less chance you have of things falling out of the bucket and you're just going to get there faster No downtime equals profitability to that end user.
0: So in either high or low temperatures, how does the terrain affect the tire pressure recommendations?
1: Well, terrain going up and down, curves, the angle of the curve, it really doesn't affect tire pressure, but it does affect heat buildup. So depending on what you're working on, if you're working in a rock quarry, you might be running over rocks, right? Rocks are sharp. Don't want to run over rocks. If you're in sand, sand's heavy, especially wet sand, but you're going to have a difference in tire pressure on sand when you're wanting to get over it than you will in a rock quarry when you're driving on it. So is it flotation you want? Is it speed that you need? Is it just load carrying capability? If your terrain is soft, We're going to want to look at really large tires with lower inflation pressure so you can get across that soft terrain. If it's hard and packed, we can look at something completely different that will allow you to get over that hard packed soil or that hard packed rock and still accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish.
0: So pressure has been a major uh, topic during this podcast, but besides pressure, what other health checks should equipment operators make before beginning work? In either season
1: so just look at that tire if you see anything on an off the road tire so your loader tires are off the road if you see damage on that tire or you're starting to see anything that looks like steel on that tire it's time to stop time to get a tire tech out there time to have that expert look at that tire and tell you what's going on look at the bead area and that's right around the flange of the rim. Look at that bead area. If you see anything off on that bead area, get the tire tech out. If something has shifted, if you're looking at that tire from the bead area to the shoulder where the tread starts, and you see a little bubble, something that looks like a golf ball, something that looks like a softball. You know, I've seen them as, as large as footballs or rugby balls. If you see something like that, that's usually an impact damage. You have hit something very hard and you've broken the casing. Once you've broken the casing, you've got problems and it's time to stop before you have a catastrophic failure. So always look for anything that's completely unusual on the tire. If if it doesn't look right, it's probably not right. Time to get an expert in.
0: Well, I have one more question. Is there anything else that listeners should know about maintaining tires during seasonal weather extremes?
1: So stop for a second, check things out. It's a lot better to slow down, take the 10 minutes, go through that whole system on the tire, the wheel, the valve stem, the core, and the cap. Make sure everything's there. If you don't have a cap, put a cap on. Make sure that the cap has got a rubber seal in it. That'll help. That'll eliminate a lot of the problems. If you see damage to a wheel along the rim, somebody hit a rock, bent a wheel, alert somebody about it. That may lead to tire failure if you've got a bent rim around the flange. Look at the tire closely. Just run your hand around it. If something doesn't feel right, It may not be right. Call that technician out. Have them take a look at it. Check your tread depths. Know what you started with. Know where you are. If you're getting down to 20% or less of tread, let somebody know. It may be time for new tires soon, and this way you can budget for it and plan for it. Always, always, always have a little bottle somewhere with some soap and water in it. You can catch a lot of problems with air pressure just by spraying down the tire, spraying that valve stem. And if you see bubbles, it's time to call the tire tech.
0: Well, that is all awesome information. This has been a fantastic conversation, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to have us on. Um, Anything you need, just let us know.
0: Great. Thanks so much. We are grateful to Mike and Maxim Tire for this info-filled podcast and to you for listening. Remember to take care of your tires, friends, and we hope you'll join us for the next episode of Digging Deeper.